Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. I really appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, and I appreciate the, the, the vision and the perspective on this day, uh, a moment to, to really step back and, and, and think about what the broader message of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was. Um, you know, I trained in medicine because I love people and I love science. And uh, growing up, I would often spend many of my summers back uh, in Egypt, where my, my father and mother are from. Um, and in the 12 hours that it would take me to travel from my suburban home in Michigan to Egypt, I would travel about 10 years difference in life expectancy. The crazy thing is, I could drive 20 minutes south <clears throat> from my suburban Detroit home into the city of Detroit and drive the same 10-year difference in life expectancy. And that has less to do with the bad decisions that cells make and a lot more to do with the bad decisions that societies make. And so uh, in my training in medicine, I became a lot more interested in what were the circumstances outside of the walls of a clinic or a hospital that led people uh, to, to get sick in the first place rather than what I could do once they got into that, that clinic or that hospital. And so um, from there, I, I followed my interests into public health and was ultimately named health commissioner in the city of Detroit. Uh, I was hired to rebuild the health department after it had been shut down when the city was facing bankruptcy and state takeover. And uh, we rebuilt it around the well-being of kids wanting to do things like uh, break barriers that, that they had to learning and earning. So that meant investing in a program to, to provide every child a free pair of glasses, standing up to some of the biggest polluters in the entire state in a city racked by asthma, and making sure that, um, that we were standing up to, to corporate polluters when they wanted to increase emissions of things like sulfur dioxide. And then it meant standing up against uh, lead poisoning by, by making sure schools were tested for lead uh, in a city that's not far away from, from Flint. Um, ultimately, though, every project that I took on led me to the door of a politician, and, and those doors are almost always closed. And so you know, I realized that uh, we have a responsibility to open them up when we're talking about the well-being of young people, and so I decided to, uh, to stand up and, and run. I wasn't running to be the first Muslim anything. I was running to serve my state. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that I am Muslim. I don't run away from, from my identity. Um, I'm proud of my faith, and, and I'm proud of my ethnic background, and uh, I wasn't going to change a thing about myself to run. Now, uh, in the minds of some, that was an issue. Um, but the reality of it is that in, in an America where we believe that all people are created equal, in an America where we believe in elected representative government, and in an America where we believe that that we can come together for something bigger. I didn't believe that it, it mattered how I pray, but more what I pray for. And um, I found that, that across my state, <clears throat> people were a lot more concerned with what it was that I wanted to do to impact their lives uh, than, than, than how I, I, I framed my belief in God and um, in and, and, and what my, my prayers looked like. Um, and so I, I'm really thankful that, that so many Michiganders look past that. Now, was it an issue? Was it something that uh, people brought up? Of course. But, um, you know, frankly, that's the story of progress. It's, it's that we are willing uh, to stand up against injustices that we see and do so boldly and demand our own rights. And so, um, you know, I did not win my race. Um, I don't think that that's because I was, I, I'm Muslim. Uh, but I do think that we have moved the conversation about how Muslims can engage uh, in our civic discussion. So many of us were, were taken aback by the brazen act of white supremacy that we saw that led to the destruction of 50 lives um, for doing nothing but 
choosing to go pray at a mosque together. And um, I think it has opened the world's eyes to um, both the dangers of white supremacy and the facts of Islamophobia. I think in moments like this, uh, we have a choice. Um, do we allow the frustration, the sadness, the grief to turn into grievance and hatred? Or do we step forward and say that the solution to white supremacy and hate is not more hate, it's love and inclusion and togetherness. And um, I think what was touching about uh, the response, and in particular led by New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, um, was that it was so inclusive, was that it, uh, it, it focused more on the victims and on uh, the fact of our diversity than it focused on the terrorists and the fact of their hatred. Um, and, and that's the way we need to be thinking about these issues. And uh, I think you know, that terrorist and that group of terrorists, they set out uh, to tear people apart. And I think what they succeeded in doing was bringing people together. Now, those 50 lives that we lost and, and the many others that have been ruined because of them, um, we won't get that back. But, uh, but I know that those people who came to that mosque that day, uh, they came to pray for a world that was more just and more equitable and more sustainable. And my hope is that they gave their lives for that world um, and that their loss is not something that, that happened in vain. And that's work that we all have to do um, as we move forward. Thank <laughs> you.